Like a father feeds his children, like a shepherd leads his flock, the Lord will always guide us and show us where to walk. And in times when we have plenty, in times when we have not, He is our provider and His mercy never stops. Like a shepherd, He leads us. Like a father, He feeds us. From the morning to the evening, till the sun rises again. Like a shepherd, He leads us. Like a father, He feeds us. He is the great I am. Oh, as we come into His presence. Confessing him as Lord, his Holy Spirit guides us, he feeds us with his word. We are seated at his table, partaking of his love, children of his kingdom, purchased by his blood. Oh, like a shepherd, he leads us. Like a father, he feeds us from the morning to the evening till the sun rises again. Like a shepherd, he leads us. Like a father, he feeds us. Oh, yes, he is the great I am. Oh, like a shepherd, he leads us. Like a father, he feeds us from the morning to the evening till the sun rises again. Like a shepherd, he leads us. Like a father, he feeds us. Oh, yes, he is the great I Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we're so excited to be here this morning in Bungpurugu. We bless your holy name. We ask you to speak to our hearts and minister your grace, your spirit, your power, your love, and your wisdom to us. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. How many of us here are pastors? All right. How many of us are UD pastors? Okay. Beautiful. Now, this morning, 
I want to share with you from a new book that I wrote some time ago. It's called Wisdom is the Principal Thing for Your Ministry. You, ha- you can have a copy in a few weeks' time. So, wisdom is the principal thing. Proverbs 4, verse 7. And I think I'm going to try to advertise something that I believe the Holy Spirit wants to give to all of us who are here, or even those who are watching. Proverbs 4 and verse 7. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Amen. Now, this scripture says that wisdom is the principal thing. So, with all thy getting, get understanding. Now, what I want to add or embellish this scripture with is the word ministry. Instead of just wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing for your ministry. Okay? Because it must be the principal thing for something. You get it? It must be the principal thing for something. So it is the principal thing for your ministry. Amen. Now that is a very long subject, topic. But um, another way we can look at this scripture is to say that Power is not the principal thing for your ministry. Power is not the principal thing for your ministry. Because in our subconscious mind, we think that power is the principal thing for the ministry. Huh? Is it not true? Miracles are not the principal thing for your ministry. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> you see, That looks like the principal thing for the ministry. Miracles. Prayer is not the principal thing for your ministry. (laughs) Because the best said wisdom is the principal thing. Unless we are trying to put aside that scripture. Fasting is not the principal thing for your ministry. Waiting on God is not the principal thing for your ministry. Hmm? Oh, yes. So, this is an amazing reality that wisdom is the principal thing for your ministry. For your working for God, wisdom. Now, Before we go any further, I want you to look at Psalm 119 and you can understand the wisdom we are talking about. 
in Psalm 119 verse 98, it says, Through thy commandments, thou hast made me wiser. Wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. So, the wisdom we are talking about is the commandments of God that give us wisdom. Are you with me? Oh, yes. So, wisdom is the principal thing for your ministry. And it's the commandments of God is the source of wisdom. You understand? The commandments which are written and the commandments which through the Holy Spirit God gives to you is the principal thing for your ministry. It's the main thing for your ministry. And the word of God cannot be broken. You'll find, if you ask me, I've been planting churches. The first church I planted, apart from uh, our, the original church, was in 1992. That was the first time I planted a church in October 1992. In Geneva. Geneva is the first branch of our church. And I went to plant it myself. So... 2022 is 30 years now since I've been starting churches. And I can say that if you really ask me that question also, I'll say that wisdom is the, is the main thing. Yeah. Then also, Healing Jesus campaign, Crusades, we have been holding it for almost 20 years now. It's about 20 years since we started having these crusades. If you ask me what is the main thing for the crusades and the Healing Jesus campaign, if you ask me that I should tell you one thing, which is the main thing that is important to be able to have an evangelistic ministry. Do you see? That is sustained. Most evangelists do a crusade, but they can't continue. When you do one, the financial problems and other problems that you have after, you stop doing it. You get it? Yes. If you were to ask me what is the main thing for the Healing Jesus Crusade, I will say wisdom is the main key to a healing evangelist ministry. But you see, it's difficult to um, see that that is it. You would have said, oh, miracles is the main thing, the power is the main thing, this is the main thing, that is the main thing, that's the main thing. But no. Wisdom is the principal thing. With all you're getting, get understanding. Now, I've been writing books for some time. If you were to ask me what is the main key to writing books that will be read, 
that will be red. Do you see? That will be red. Not that you've just written a book, but you wrote a book that will be read, that will be used, that others will read in other countries and languages. You are asking me because I've done it and published over 30 million books. It's a lot of books. It's a lot of books. And if you were to ask me what is the key, I would say wisdom is the principal thing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, I am a pastor of a church with a, a, a congregation. I've been doing that since 1987, 88. That's how long ago? It's about 35 years. Yes. You get it? Yes. I'm 35 years. To stay in the same place with the same people. You are the pastor of the same people. Do you see? If you were to ask me for being a pastor, what is the main, is it prayer? Is it this? Is it that? Is it miracles? Is it power? Is it this? Is it that? I'll say, wisdom is the principal thing. <laughs> I think I would agree with the Bible. Amen. Chapter 3. Wisdom is the secret to mighty works. Yes. Every great work that you do, the secret is wisdom. Mark chapter 6 and verse 2 and he went about from thence and came to his own country and his disciples follow him alright when the Sabbath day was come he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished saying from whence hath this man these things and what wisdom is this do you see, which is given to him that even such mighty works are done. Now, the people did not say, what prayer is this? Do you see that such mighty works are done in his name? What fasting has been done that such mighty works <laughs> Has been done. Do you get it? What waiting on God has been done that such mighty works are done. But the people asked, What wisdom is this that such mighty works are done? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, you know, if you think about it. It's interesting. So, I want to ask you this question. What mighty work have you not yet accomplished in your life? Do you see? Huh? God, the people ask Jesus, what wisdom is this that such mighty works, mighty works, the secret to mighty works is wisdom. That's why we came along with these books. Because books are a source of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And he said, with all you're getting, get understanding. Try to get understanding. 
What mighty work have you not accomplished? It means wisdom is lacking somewhere. There is some wisdom you don't have. That is why you have not been able to do certain mighty works. That is why they didn't ask Jesus, what prayer is this? What prayerful man is this? But what wisdom is this? That such mighty works. All right? When you see people doing great works for God, you must always remember that they know something. They have some wisdom. They have some understanding. They have some counsel that you do not have. Chapter 5, chapter 4. I'm going to try and read as many chapters as possible because there are a lot of chapters in this book. Chapter 4. Wisdom will make you a great leader. Leader. Now, the Bible says about wisdom. Proverbs 8 verse 15. By me, that's wisdom. By me, kings reign and princes decree justice or they lead. By me, princes rule and nobles, uh, even all the judges of the earth. Now, Proverbs 8 verse 20 says, I lead in the way of righteousness. And in the midst of the paths of judgment. Amen. Amen. Now, to lead people is one of the greatest achievements on earth. Because apart from devils, apart from devils eh, or demons, the most evil group of creatures are human beings apart from demons the most evil group of people are human beings when you see a human being apart from what you see we have what we don't see the jealousy the hatred the love the fears, the pride, the anger, the resentment, racism, prejudice, tribalism, all these are invisible. And they are ruling human beings. And so human beings are difficult to lead. Difficult to lead. Human beings, very difficult to lead. Or you have not noticed it. In your small town, you see that there are problems here. How to control this group, this group, this group. I was recently in a town. They told me the chief has died. And every time the new chief comes from this family or this family. And the chief who died came from this family. 
So it's the turn of this family. But 15 people have come from the wrong family to say that they want to be chief. No, 15 people in all. 10 from the, the wrong family who have already had their turn. And then before two or three from the other side. So a small town. It's not easy to live. Now, a church is full of human beings, such people. Do you see? A church is full of human beings. Very, very complex group of people. You cannot see. Now, one day, that's the vision that I'm seeing right now. The Holy Spirit is, I believe, reminding me. You know, I went to a circus. Do you know what a circus is? A circus. Yeah. And I saw something that, you know, I was amazed. There was a man who came into the ring with tigers. Juicy. With what? Tigers. Yes. Live living tigers. We were all sitting there. And he comes in, you see, with tigers. About eight of them. Oh, yes. One man. And as he was there, huge tigers. He made them run, come here. Then he would make something for them to jump through. Do you see? Jump here, sit down. Then he had a whip. Then they would all go here, sit down, move. It's like magic. We were watching in amazement. You know, this is what it means to be a leader of wicked animals. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Is a leader is able to make wild animals do things. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. And Jesus said in Matthew ten verse seventeen, "Beware of men." Yes, beware of men. Yes, beware of men. Not even beware of tigers. Beware of men. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So when a man is able to control tigers so much, every evening he brings them out to perform. (laughs) The tiger will come here, move here, do this. Then he will tell them to go back, to come in. One after the other, he will stand in the middle of them. Oh! And you ask yourself, what is the secret to controlling wicked things which don't think well? Somebody loves you, you attack the person. You know, one day I saw a lady with one arm. One arm. I saw a lady with one arm on the news. 
what happened was that she went near a, a tiger's cage. This same tigers. Not those same ones, but a tiger. Yeah. And when she went, the tiger moved, the, the, the iron bars were there. The tiger brought the paw out and held the arm and removed the arm. Oh, yes. Very wild. They are wilder than lions. Yes. So for somebody to be able to control wild animals, are you with me? Yes. Wild animals and wild people who are unpredictable. They can leave you at any time. They can turn, attack you. Who feeds them? Don't people do that? Somebody who is kind to them, they can attack the person. A lot of features of wild animals human beings have. So to, if I see this man with the tiger, do you see, and I ask him, brother, what is your secret for controlling these tigers to make them so nice, you get money from them all the time? You get it? What is your secret? He must know something. I don't think it's, even if you are prayerful and you go to control these tigers, it will help. Even your prayers will not really help you. You fasted a lot and you go inside with tigers. So wisdom is the principal thing for becoming a fantastic leader. Yes. And remember that leadership is controlling wild people and making them nice, humble, flowing, obedient. It takes leadership. Our president has to control all of us. Huh? Hey! It's not a small job. Number five, chapter five. Wisdom will guarantee you victory in every battle of your life and of your ministry. Victory in every battle. If somebody asks you, what is your victory secret in overcoming your challenge or the fight of your life? And the answer is wisdom. Proverbs 24 and verse 5. Please, I don't like fans. I don't like fans. It will disturb. We will finish soon. We will close just now. Don't worry. A wise, Proverbs 24 verse 5, a wise man is strong. A wise man is what? Strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. And we all know that strength is needed to fight. So whatever fight you are involved in, it takes wisdom. If you are fighting something, eh, it takes wisdom. Wisdom is the main thing. You may not know. Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 19 says, 
Wisdom strengtheneth the wise more than ten mighty men which are in the city. So, you find out that every battle of your life and your ministry is connected to you developing strength. The reason why Russia is invading Ukraine is because they feel they are stronger than Ukraine. That's all. Do you see? And the reason why America and all that are not attacking them like the way they attacked Kuwait, Iraq, is because they feel they fear Russia because Russia is strong. That if they try, Russia may also do something, and before it realize, it has become a world war. So strength is always the reason for fighting things. And people think they can, I can fight these people. I'll take them on. I'll fight them. Now, there is nothing like a ministry without something to fight. You see, America is a great nation. It's always fighting somewhere. It not, maybe not in its own country, but you go and create a war somewhere and fight. So one of the great things of a great person is that he has fights and wars. That is why I remember Benny Hinn one time I was listening to him, and he had permanent lawyers. Do you see? Permanent lawyers. Because he always has court cases. Yeah. So as he was ministering all through the years, he always has court cases going on. So the case would be there, like how American troops are fighting in Afghanistan, and they are also in their country, developing their country and doing everything normally. Yes. So having fights and wars is normal. And I don't know what you are fighting. I don't know what issue you are fighting. But life is a war. And there will always be something that you really even need to fight. But you see, the key to strength to fight is wisdom. What are you trying to come out of or escape from or or, or crash or win over? You're trying to win something. You know, the key to winning the battle and the fight is wisdom. Because wisdom makes you stronger than 10 men. It makes you strong. Wisdom makes you very strong to fight. Not press-ups. Not physical exercise. Wisdom. Yes. Because right now you don't have to be strong to pull a gun. A weakling can just hold a gun and shoot. Because wisdom has made him stronger than a thousand men who will come. He just has to be shooting. You never get there. That's all. So, in the ministry, look at where we are. Look at the environment. It's different from other parts. Why? I don't know why. You, you know why. You are here. You know why. But how to overcome every battle? Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? How to overcome every battle and every situation that you have to fight to have a church here? Do you see? You have to fight to have a church here and to do well here is a fight. And wisdom is the master key. I'm telling you. I didn't write the Bible. I didn't write the Bible. 
You can come here and pray, sir. Your church will never work unless you have a certain wisdom from God. Amen. Amen. Number six. Wisdom will give you a stable, large ministry. Stable and large wisdom. According to the Bible. Wisdom will give you a large, stable ministry. First Kings chapter 3, verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give you. Then he answered and said, Behold, I have done according to thy works. I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. Nobody will be like you. It makes you outstanding. Then, in the next chapter, 1 Kings 4, verse 21, it says, And Solomon reigned over all kingdoms, from the river unto the land of the Philistines, and unto the border of Egypt. And they brought presents and served Solomon all the days of his life. And he had peace on all sides round about him. And Judah and Israel dwelt safely Every man under his vine and under his fig tree, even from Dan to Bathsheba, all the days of Solomon. Stable, large, worldwide, from the river all the way to Bathsheba, everywhere Solomon was reigning. That's the secret to a stable worldwide ministry because Solomon prayed for wisdom and said God said I've given you an understanding heart so that there was none like thee and neither shall there be any like unto thee after thee and what was the result of this wisdom he reigned from one end to the other his ministry was from this end to this end his ministry was Vast and extensive, and the secret to his ministry was wisdom, which is a way of thinking, a way of using knowledge which others didn't have. And that's what gave him that ministry. And Solomon reigned over all the kingdoms from the river unto the land of the Philistines to the border of Egypt. He reigned peacefully. Everyone was dwelling under his vine. Beautiful. You see the church of Pentecost? We are standing in a church of Pentecost building. In Bunkurugu. This church of Pentecost. Such a small church. Reigning peacefully in the, the whole country. The whole country is affected and dominated by the presence of this church. 
it, it is not by prayer per se, fasting per se, this per se, but by a certain wisdom which God has given to the church of Pentecost leadership. Starting from the founder. Even the wisdom that he had to hand over the church when he was alive. Oh yes. And even to go away. (laughs) Oh yes, he went away. Because he didn't die in Ghana. He was abroad and used to visit. Yes. He was abroad and he used to visit. Who is the Church of Pentecost pastor here? Not here. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was abroad and used to visit. You know, to start a church and have a branch here with TNG tile tiles and tile floor with a stage. Eh? It's not a small thing. With fans. And this is a branch. Those who are founders and general overseers from Bunkurugu, they are not able to have such a ministry here. So, you need to have a certain wisdom to do certain things. That's what, is it when you see somebody doing something you haven't done, you have to always tell yourself, this man has some knowledge and some wisdom which I don't have. I don't have it. Oh, yes. So that is a blessing. So wisdom will give you. Then, number Chapter 7. On my new book, Wisdom is the Principal Thing for Your Ministry. Wisdom will turn you into a builder. You know, the scripture says, Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built. A wise man which did what? Built. And you know the rest of it, which built his house on a rock. But I would liken him to a wise man which built. Wise men built. It takes wisdom to build, not money. Yes. My father-in-law, he was... 90 years old when he died. And one of the things he used to say in Fanti was that it's wisdom that we used to build, not money. Because he built many houses. Proverbs 24, verse 3. Through wisdom is a house builded. And by understanding, it is established. Amen. So receive wisdom to build. Amen. You know, when I was a student, I was richer than when I was a worker. 
When I, when I became a doctor, I became poor. Because my father said, now I've finished school. So I should find money for myself. Is it not true? Because I said I wanted to marry. I've married my wife. How do I want to go and get money from my father? You know, when I look back, what my father did for me when I was a student, he bought a car for me, brand new car. I had a brand new car with rubbers on, brand new. No one has used it before. Oh, yes. He gave me more money than the doctor's salary, but I didn't know that the money he was giving me was a lot because I have not yet been paid by Kolebu. I have not yet been paid. It was when I saw the pay, I said, why? Now, I remember in those days, if only I had had wisdom, I would have built houses. In those days, if you know Accra, Spinter's Road was a bush. It was a forest. Today, it's one of the most expensive places. I would have bought lands all over. <laughs> I'd have been a rich man. I didn't know what to do with money. It was when I started working that I became poor. And I said, wow. But I didn't still know what I had missed till I learned about building. And I realized that so I could have built yes I could have built yes you see it takes some wisdom to build it's not money oh yes one time I was on a committee that was in charge of building something as they met for years I understood why very few things can be built. Why there's no road to Bumpurugu? And there's no road to Nakbanduri. And we came from Gushegu to Nalerigu. There's no road there. The sun, the car is covered, I mean, red sun. No road at all. At, at a place we were not sure whether we were, we were going on the right way. Oh, yes. Even now, when we look back as a nation, as a nation, we have had so much gold in Ghana, so much timber, so much opportunity. We are now 65 years running our own affairs, and we cannot still make a road to Bunkburugu or to improve the environment. Oh, yes. Huh? I've been to Kumasi. I've been to Kumasi. Yes. So I just want to say to you, wherever you are, whoever you are, if you are in the ministry, remember. You see, you have to believe. You see, when somebody 
gives you a key and says, this is the key to a place which has money. If you don't believe it, you will still not go to the place and collect the money. So if I tell you that wisdom is the principle and that wisdom will make you build, you, if you have wisdom, even without money, you will build. You still not believe it, you will still not do it. That's why you have to actually believe rather than always saying to yourself, oh, but you, you have money. Yes. Look at the church of Pentecost. Look at the church of Pentecost. Now the leader, you can't see one person so much as who is the leader. If you were to say, like, I mean, what what does church of Pentecost do that shows that they have money? We who are founders and we are still alive, we are always accused of so many things. But okay, now church of Pentecost. What will you accuse whatever of? And you see the buildings they have across the length and breadth of Ghana. Eh? Oh, yes. And you ask, so, so they are very rich oh, because they have rich members. Who are the rich members in Church of Pentecost? It's not because of any particular rich man. Yes. Wisdom, there's a certain mind. There's a certain understanding. If you have it, and you believe in it, you will become a builder. Wisdom is the key to building. The Bible says, if anyone hears my word, he, I liken him to a wise man which built. So receive the wisdom to build. Receive the grace to build. Believe God to build in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Number eight. Chapter eight. Wisdom is the secret to surviving crises in your ministry. Wisdom is the secret to surviving crises in your ministry. Amen. Jacob said to Pharaoh when he met Pharaoh at last in Genesis 47 and verse 9. And Jacob said to Pharaoh, the days of my years of my pilgrimage are 130. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been. Few and what? Evil. Crisis after crisis he has experienced. Crisis after crisis, he had experience. Now, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 34, Jesus said, Therefore, if any man hear these sayings, I will liken him to a wise man. Which built his house on a rock. And the rains came, descended. That's a crisis. And the floods came, that's another crisis. And the winds blew, that's another crisis. And beat upon that house, that, that is another crisis. And it fell not, it could not destroy 
the house because the house was built on a rock which was it was built on wisdom through wisdom yes a wise man's house wouldn't fall the wise man's house couldn't drop if you are part of humanity you will experience crisis if you are part of this life you will experience trouble are you part of this life Catherine Kuhlman used to say all the time, if you are part of this life, one day you will need a miracle. Oh, yes. If you are part of this world, one day you will see a crisis of some sort. Maybe more than one, because the wind is one. The flood is one. The rain is one. Beating the house is one. Shaking the house. But it fell not. It fell not. It fell not. And the key to not going down in spite of the waters that are beating your life. It's not even prayer. He said, I liken it to a wise man who who through his things, the crisis didn't bring him down. And a wise man is somebody who keeps the word of God. Jesus said, if you keep my word, you obey my word, you become wise. So receive the grace to overcome every crisis, every situation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now I'll give you some keys to overcoming troubles. In James chapter 3, Verse 17, it says, The wisdom that is from heaven, from above, is number one, pure. So that means that to overcome a crisis, do what is pure, because the wisdom of God is pure. Number two, to overcome your crisis, you must be peaceful. Choose a peaceful way. Because The Bible says the wisdom from above is first pure. It's wise to be pure. Those of us who are living in sin, you are not, what you are doing is not wise. (laughs) It's foolishness because in the end it's going to explode in your face. It's not wise. If you are wise, you'll be pure. Read it, James 3, 17. The wisdom from above is first pure. It's first pure. Number two, peaceful. Anybody who tries to fight with me, do you see, I always choose peace. Yes. One time some people came to try to fight with us. I offered them peace. I said, look, we will not fight with you again. Just take this way. It is only when you keep offering peace and they simply don't want peace. They just want to fight with you. Then your fighting skills must come. And you fight in a way that they will never forget you. And they will think twice before they come to fight you again. Amen. Then the wisdom from above is first pure, peaceable, 
gentle, gradual. Many things must be done gradually. All right? And that is the wisdom of God. And all this will take you out of a problem. If you take your step gradually, you find yourself coming out of problems. You know, for us to even come to this crusade, we prepared gradually for a long time. Honestly, next week or next month, you may hear that Healing Jesus Crusade is on an island. An island in the ocean having a campaign. But with all this, everything, and you may wonder how. Uh-huh. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. That the wisdom from above is gentle, it's gradual. There are a lot of things we have been doing gradually. If you start today, you see that you get there gradually. It gets to a place where you have desired. There is nothing like a ministry that explodes suddenly. Growth is not an explosion. Growing is not exploding. Growing is not ballooning. Growing is not puffing up. Growing is not a disease where you swell overnight. If you wake up in the morning and you are swollen, you have not grown, you are sick. You have a serious problem. When you wake up in the morning, your, your body is swollen. It hasn't grown. It is when you grow gradually that is growing. But other than that, it's not gradual. So the wisdom from above, it says in the, it's easy to be entreated. This is James 3 verse 17. It says the wisdom from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. You want to come out of your crisis? You should be somebody who is easy to talk to. Easy to be entreated. Easy to be entreated. When you are easy to be entreated, the meetings with you are short. Thank you. But when there's long meeting, discussion, talking, 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 you are not easy to be entreated. Oh, yes. You are difficult. You are stubborn. You are hard. You are some way. Oh, yes. So try to use this as a sign. A lot of talking, one person, you know, when you are a pastor, you are like a psychiatrist also. A pastor is like a psychiatrist because one of the main jobs of a psychiatrist, a mental health specialist, is to sit down with people and talk to them. It's called psychotherapy. You, you understand the mental problem the person has. And you talk to the person, you sit down, you talk to the person, you talk, 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 talk. You see? Now, as either a pastor or a psychiatrist or a psychologist, you always remember some people who take a lot of your time. They can take two hours, three hours, every time, only them. The whole counseling time is only them. And usually the problem doesn't go away. 
One day, a psychiatrist told me, she told me that when she was new, when she was new at the clinic, she was then, they brought a certain man. Do you see? The man believes something. He believes that his wife is doing something. Mm -hmm. So, she was new. When the patient came up, they said, go to this. (laughs) Go to this new person. (laughs) So, she started. Hey, hours with only this one man. She talked. uh, Then the man would come again. She would sit down and talk the whole day. In England, though, a psychiatrist in England. She talked to him. Then after she found out later that all the other psychiatrists know the man. So that is why they sent the man to her. Because the man doesn't listen to anything. (laughs) Oh, yes. And she found out that she has been given that job because she's new so she will spend a lot of time talking to the guy but they all know that the guy will never change when they saw they all run away <laughs> so pastors too we also have people that come and take the whole time when you see the person oh, this person is coming there will be a long eh, the talking will be plenty it will never end Try to make yourself somebody who sees within the first two minutes of the talking. Even like as I'm preaching now, within the first two minutes of the talking, you should have finished and that you don't need to even to hear anything again. Because you know that wisdom is the principal thing. That is all. I need wisdom. I need the word of God. I need to get more things and wisdom. I'm okay. You can close and we can go home. I am only talking more because of stubborn people (laughs) who don't believe really that wisdom is a principal thing. It's true. That's why I'm still talking because they don't really really believe that wisdom is a principal thing for building, for leadership, for this, for everything. They don't really believe it. For a ministry. But within the first three minutes, when I explain the first part that I mean, what have you not accomplished? That prayer is not the principal thing. Power is not the principal. Miracles is not the principal. You should have said, thank you very much. I'm going home. I, I don't need to hear anything again. <laughs> it's, it's, it's enough, but you see, because you are somewhere, that is why I'm still talking. Yeah. I'm still talking. <laughs> Yes. Hmm. Easy to be entreated. That would be it. That would be it. Hmm. Number five. Merciful. Fabulous says it's full of mercies. Forgiveness is wise. It is wise to forgive. So everyone must learn the art of forgiving apparently it is wisdom oh yes apparently it's foolish to not forgive people 
And wisdom is full of good fruits. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Number chapter 10. Wisdom is the secret to promotion in your ministry. Amen. It's, it's the secret to your promotion. Pray every day for the spirit of revelation and wisdom. Through wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, you will be highly promoted in the ministry. Instead of being a nobody, you will be a somebody. Proverbs 4 verse 8. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Amen. Amen. So, wisdom is the secret to promotion. Amen. Be you want to be a promoted ministry? Remember Joseph. In Genesis 41, when he revealed the dream, the interpretation of the dream, he said, Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. Promotion of Joseph to become the prime minister came by wisdom. He said, there's none like you. And he advised Pharaoh, choose a wise man, which itself was wisdom. He could have said, choose me, I'll do it for you. But he said, no, choose a wise man. Find somebody who is very wise and let him do this. As for me, I'm a prisoner. I'm going back to prison. (laughs) And Joseph was very wise. You have to know how to talk. You see, and then after, Pharaoh said, I should choose a wise man. How can I get a wise man to follow your revelation? It's going to be a problem. So Pharaoh was impressed and decided, this brother is the man who is not promoting himself. Because when Joseph was in prison, he asked the butler, remember me. He was trying to promote himself. But he realized that the butler, those things don't work. Do you see? So by the time he was being released, after two years of being in the prison, again after the butler forgot about him, he was not interested in promoting himself. He was now promoting others, you know. Find wise men. I'm a prisoner. Find somebody to do all these things, you know. I don't, I'm not into such things, you know. I just interpret dreams. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And that rather was the key. Not promoting yourself. Promotion. How 
we all desire promotion in ministry. I want to go higher in the ministry. This same ministry that I've chosen. Sorry. I want to go higher in the ministry. How to be promoted? You know, to go higher. Promotion means you are going up, 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 up. Ministry, you can go high, 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 high. Oh, yes. You know, yesterday I got a message from somebody in America. A big denomination in America. They are holding their annual conference. You know, they wrote to me last year. They said, last year during the pandemic, that they are planning, they want me to speak. Do you see? I'm happy to be here in Bunkurugu. But they want me to come to Florida. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They want me to come to speak to the whole denomination. Oh, yes. In America, yeah. No. I'm happy to. This is where I'm working. Yes. I'm in Bunkurugu. I'm happy to be here. What I'm explaining to you is you need wisdom for promotion to do well. Yes. You need to be careful. And you need to know how to deal with issues. How to talk. A word you say can change your life. You know, one time I I had some pastors. I wanted to promote them. So I called them. There were about four of them. And I told them, I'm going somewhere. Come with me. Now, one of them, I put him in my car. He didn't say a word, you know. Like so even I became nervous because he was sitting behind me. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> so you see, that was the his mistake. He was never promoted in the ministry. Oh yes. Then another person, I was talking with him, one of these same people. Then suddenly he said something. And I said to myself, why? Why will he say what he's saying at this time? Ah. I said, no, this guy is a dangerous person. So instead of promoting him, I mark him as a dangerous person. <laughs> and, 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 and truly, to it came to pass he was dangerous he was dangerous oh yes then another person as he spoke I said to myself that's what I said that you have to wisdom is the principle as he spoke I said to myself this man is not is not spiritual I knew that he was not spiritual even though he was a pastor a reverend minister it's not spiritual and it's not mature. So I disqualified him also. I was seeking to promote them. 
Now, among them was a small boy, a young, a very young guy. He was the one who I said, no, this guy should be promoted. But all the others, different things. And you can see that wisdom eh, is the key to promotion. Oh, yes. One day I, I went to a committee. I was part of it. I've been part of many committees. Sometimes I travel to countries for just one day committee meeting. Oh, yes. Yes. I've been at different places for just one day. One time I was in Jerusalem for just one day for a committee. Yes. Because they decided to have the committee meeting in Jerusalem. So I went there for just one day. Are you listening to me? Yes. yes. Um, I even forgot what I was going to tell you. So, yeah. But anyway, so as you are part of a committee and you speak, you see that your, your wisdom and the way you speak can take you out. Yeah. So wisdom is the key to promotion. One time I had a phone call. And uh, a pastor who was with me on another committee, you know, told me, I came for a conference as a member, but I left as a member of the committee. I came as an ordinary person. So I was even now not sure what we were doing. But I realized I, I was now one of the executive leaders. I said, ah, how did I become here? How did I get here? Oh, yes. And I'm still part of that executive. Oh, yes. So wisdom is the principal thing for your ministry. Amen. Amen. I'm jumping some of them. Wisdom will make you ten times, your ministry ten times better than other people's ministry. How many times better? Ten times times better. Ten times. Daniel chapter 1, verse 17 As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in his realm. Amen. And Daniel continued even unto the first year of the king of Cyrus. Amen. Amen. Ten times better. How many have noticed that some ministries, some churches are ten times better than your church? Have you noticed that some are ten times better? Oh, yes. If you look around, you'll always see that some people are ten times better. That's what the Bible says. These four children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were children. And the Bible says God gave them skill, knowledge, wisdom, understanding. And then the result was that they were ten times better than the magicians and the astrologers and all the wise men of that era. That is the effect of God giving them the wisdom. It made them ten times better. Receive ten times better. 
times better. Ten times better. Not by prayer. You see, notice that it wasn't they were more prayerful than the others. But God gave them wisdom. God gave them how to think. How to reason. What to read. What to know. God made them speak and think in a particular way. It is the wisdom of God that will make you pray. It's the wisdom of God that will make you fast. It's the wisdom of God that will make you wait on God. So it is the wisdom of God that you need. And that wisdom, when you have it, you become ten times better. You know, one time, sit down, one time I went to pray somewhere. And then I came back. You know, usually I, I will go somewhere because when you are in the house, you are disturbed. So I'll go somewhere to pray. I came back. I, I went to I was there for two weeks. Two full weeks. Oh, yes. When I came back, do you see? I was in the house for about three weeks. Four weeks. Then the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I need to speak to you. I said, but I've just come back from this waiting, waiting on you. Oh, yes. The Holy Spirit told me I need to speak to you. And I knew that I have to go back. Oh, yes. I have to go back. Oh, yes. You know, the wisdom of God will lead you to God. You see, people, when, when people talk about wisdom, they say, oh, it means a strategy to be clever, to be fast, to have some ideas and use long words and big, big words. Instead of using simple words, you use complicated words. You use mostly complicated words. Uh, are you there or you are leaving? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hmm? Yes. <laughs> Wisdom from God is not the use of I mean big English. Oh yes. People feel they must use big English. Then is I'm very wise. A simple thing they will say, they will use another word. Oh yes. So that you don't understand. So wisdom of God will guide you and lead you. Yes, God will speak to you and tell you. So don't be concerned about using big words. Amen. 
you will do well. Amen. I said you will do well. Amen. 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 So, pray for the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. And you are going to be ten times better in ministry. Amen. Amen. Now, wisdom is the principal thing for your ministry. And wisdom will make you catch up with those ahead of you. Catching up. Catching up. Amen. Now, one of the greatest catcher uppers. Catcher what? Catcher uppers. Is Apostle Paul. He didn't even have the chance to be with Jesus physically. Eh? Can you imagine being yes Paul yes Paul was born in AD 5 yes Anno Domino in the year of our Lord 5 and he died around AD 63 he was estimated to be about 58 years old oh yes He's one of the greatest catcher-uppers. He caught up with Peter, John, and all the great guys. In fact, we read more of Paul than any of the others. Isn't it not amazing? Meanwhile, he didn't even get a chance to see Jesus. We, we even preach so much about Paul said that you begin to think that Paul was Jesus' brother. Yes, he was his main assistant. But the key to catching up is wisdom. Look at 2 Peter 3, verse 14. It says, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent hmm, that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. And account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation even as our beloved Paul also according to the wisdom given unto him the wisdom given to Paul has written unto you amen apostle Paul had received some kind of wisdom from God And that wisdom enabled him to catch up with the people who were ahead of him. In 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, he says, I am the least of the apostles that I'm not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace which was with me. Amen. Amen. Paul is the greatest catcher-upper of all time. He caught up. You can't say that Paul is inferior to Peter. Mm. I mean, for us who are here, maybe when we go to heaven... 
it will be, but nobody knows. Do you see? Yes, but for us here, Paul has more to say to us. We are more interested. If you have to choose between what Paul said and what Peter said, so first, first and second Peter, put it aside. Give us first and second Corinthians, Ephesians, Colossians, Thessalonians, Hebrews. I mean, all these. Even most of the book of Acts is the book of Paul's Acts. From chapter 9 is the book of Paul's Acts. <laughs> Amazing. Two keys to catching up that Paul's wisdom gave him. The word Paul had two keys. How many want to know the two wisdom keys that Paul had to catch up? Huh? Do you want to know the wisdom keys that Paul used to catch up? Okay. Number one. He emphasized on his grace, the grace. He said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. I become what I am by grace. You see, as I'm standing here, I am operating in grace. My own grace that God has graced me with. I'm not trying to be other great men of God. I'm not trying to be Reverend Istud Anaba, or Bishop Duncan Williams, or Dr. Otabel, or any of the great men that we have. I just have my own grace. That's how come I'm here in Bumpurugu. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I don't speak tree enough. Well, I speak tree, but I don't speak enough tree to preach. So I'm not, I'm not trying to be one of the three prophets. Because when I see them, I feel jealous of them. The way they, I mean, the way they prophesy and they use the tree. Yes, I mean, I feel, I say, oh Lord, I don't have this because I can't flow like that. Yes. Me who be So I don't have it. I'm a half cast. I'm half cast. So that is my grace, what I have. Oh, yes, it's my grace. Yes, and I'm flowing in my own grace. Yes. Oh, yes. Don't try to walk outside the grace that God has given you. Do you know that it's the grace of God to be part of a family? Because not everybody gets to be part of a family. If you are part of a family, realize that, oh, wow, I'm part of this grace. Like Paul said in Philippians 1, be partakers of my grace. Paul had a lot of members and people that were part of his family, spiritual family. And you partake and flow as part of that Grace. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Paul had a whole lot of people, and they were all part of his grace. All right. So walk in the grace that God has given you. Oh yes, walk in the grace. 
And the second key is hard labor. He said, for I labored more abundantly than all of the people I was trying to catch up with. When they were working eight hours, I was working 12 hours. I was trying to count the number of hours that I, I, I work. Yes. Because sometimes secular people feel that we don't work. It's serious. If I start, arise at 6 or 4 a.m. and I sleep at 12, how many hours is that? 20 hours. Yes. 20 hours. And one working day is eight hours. And with lunch break is seven hours. Oh, yes. So that's almost three working days in one day. Yes. So, sleeping long hours. You get it? When others are working, it's not a key to catching up. The grace to catch up is the grace of hard work. If you go near a person who is ahead, you'll be surprised how hard the person is working. And if you ever want to catch up with somebody who has done far more than you, the grace to catch up is the grace of hard work. The grace of staying in the grace and the grace of hard labor. Yes. Yes. Almost all my bishops, the ones that do well, not all of them do well. The ones that, some have just inherited institutions. You know, when you are in a big church, you are sent to positions of honor by Mbabieche. I have been here for a long time. I've been a chief director. I'm a director. I'm a chief director. I'm the assistant. This, I'm the commissioner. I'm the principal, this and that. After four years, you become principal, you become senior, you become whatever. The ones that do well, they are hardworking. They are always tired. Yes. There's not much fakeness about them. Are you there? Yes. Number chapter 14. Wisdom is the secret to your financial sufficiency in ministry. Most pastors don't have enough money. How many feel that you don't have enough money for the ministry? Raise your hand. You not raise your hand too. Most pastors we feel that we don't have enough money. But the wisdom of God, according to the Bible, amen, amen. is the key to riches in ministry. Yes. So if you see somebody who has, seems to have money, the person has some wisdom you don't have. Believe it. Believe it.
Proverbs 8, 18. Wisdom will cause riches to accompany you. Proverbs 8, 18. Riches and honor are with me. Are where? Are where? With, with you. So money will be in a ministry with the ministry. Without money, we cannot come here. It says, riches and uh, and honor are with me. Wisdom said, riches and honor are with me. Number two, wisdom will make the money in your ministry last longer. Amen. The Bible says, durable riches. Durable riches. You see, you may have money today, but you don't have money tomorrow. Durable riches. Durable riches. Money that lasts. May your ministry begin to have money that lasts and survives. Amen. Amen. Number three. Wisdom will make your riches connected to righteousness. I lead in the way of righteousness. So when wisdom is leading you, it will lead you to get money in a righteous way. I lead in the way of righteousness. Most riches doesn't come through righteousness. Many banks started with stolen money. Many gold mines maltreated the workers and let them die in the mines, misused them, and they became rich. Many factories produced defective things till they were found out. Maybe much money has come from evil sources. Pastors too have money from evil sources, from stealing Many pastors steal the church's money, misuse the church's money, are fraudulent and write things in a way, do you see, to take money to themselves, siphoning out money, do you understand, using money that does not rightfully for them to use, money that they could have asked and it would have been given to them. But many pastors, he says, I lead in the way of righteousness. So, the wisdom that is going to give you money. You see, the Bible says that uh, the riches of the Lord, the, 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 um, the word of the Lord makes you rich and adds no sorrow. The blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord makes you rich and adds no sorrow. If I have money by the grace of God, Do you see what I'm saying? It shouldn't be because I've stolen it. Or I've siphoned it. Or I've secretly taken money that does not belong to me. In the ministry. Yeah. That's not from the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God says, I lead in righteousness. Believe it. It's possible to prosper in the ministry. Yes. 
through the wisdom of God. Wisdom will make you financially sufficient in Bunkuru. Number four, wisdom will make you substantial. Financially substantial. It says in Proverbs 8.20, I will fill their treasures. Number five, wisdom will cause your bank accounts and your storerooms to be filled. It says, I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance and I will fill their treasures. Substantial treasures filled by God. In ministry, in this same ministry of preaching the gospel in Bunpurgu, in Nakbanduri, in Chiriponi, in anywhere. Oh, yes. Listen, are you listening to me? Yes. Let, let me tell you something about this work to all pastors who feel that they have to do business. I just want to say something. Ministry, successful ministry, it works amongst the poor. Because he said, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. It is in the midst of the poor eh, that God will provide for you. Yes, it is in the midst of the poor that God will provide for you. Yes, it's in the midst of the poor that God will provide for you. It's your wickedness that doesn't allow you to see the blessing of God. Yes. One man said to me, he said, I want to be honest with you. Where I have been sent on the mission, I can never use $1,000. Wow. There's nothing on earth that can make me use for me and my whole family in a month. A headmaster of a school, I said, at where I am, a headmaster of a school is paid $60, $30. Jobs, he said, one job, the salary is $10. $10 a month. Oh, yes. But you see, we are not honest to say that, yes. If I was in Accra, I may be earning this amount, but I will also spend so much. We are wicked. And you see, we are leaders who have to know the keys of wisdom and prosperity that come from wisdom. I'm telling you. That's what I mean. I have many of my friends. My friends, no, most of my friends and my colleagues, they they don't live in Ghana. Almost everybody, everyone, my classmates, and all the friends I started the church with, almost all of them live abroad. But I don't feel jealous of them at all. No, 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 no. Because I always tell myself that you, the money that you spend to do this and that, me, I don't use that money. Oh yes, I, 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 I don't use the money for all those things. By the grace. Receive wisdom for financial sufficiency. 
in your ministry. Yes. God will bless you. Sit down. A gift of wisdom that you are receiving today is better than a gift of silver. Because in Proverbs 8 verse 19 it says, my fruit, that's wisdom, is better than gold. My fruit, the fruit of having wisdom is more than money. If you get it, it's more than money. If you get wisdom, it's more than money. Oh, yes. One of the greatest wisdom is don't make yourself like a beggar. People don't give beggars enough money. Beggars don't, they don't get much. When you make yourself a beggar, the gifts and the help you receive will be very small. How much do you give beggars? Almost nothing. Is it not true? Because you look at him and say, you, you, are, very, you are very nothing. I can give you almost nothing. And you'll be okay. But when they see someone who looks prosperous, they decide to give that person more. Who doesn't need what you are going to give him? The one who needs it, you give him little. So how to make yourself not a beggar? You have to make sure that no matter where you are, don't make yourself a beggar in the ministry. Don't make yourself mobo mobo pity pitiful. So we, we need whatever here. We are we are very poor here. We don't have that's the perpetuating of poverty. You are perpetuating lack and pe- continuing the poverty cycle. It will never rise. Look, when you are a certain way. And people want to even sow a seed in your life. Sometimes somebody will sow a seed in my life. I'll tell them, I said that. But don't you see the person next to me? He needs the money. No, 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 no. We don't want to mind him at all. It is you that we want. But I said, I don't need what you are giving me. <laughs> oh, yes. So learn that the wisdom of God. Why did the queen of Sheba take so many gifts to Solomon, who was the richest man in the world? She should have even sent to the poor, but she rather brought more things to King Solomon, who was the richest man in the whole world. When you make yourself mobile, 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 we are need, we need, we beg, give us, give us. Poverty remains there. It's not the wisdom of God. Amazing. Wisdom is the master key. I'll be ending. It says, because wisdom is better than gold. When I give you this wisdom, I've given you more money. Oh, yes. I've given you more money. I've given you more money. Yeah. All right. And number 15. Wisdom is the secret to creativity in the ministry. Creativity in the new ministry. Proverbs 3 verse 19. 
The Lord by wisdom has founded the earth. Psalm 104 verse 24. Oh Lord, how manifold are thy works. Many works you have created. Proverbs 8 verse 12. I dwell with wisdom and find out the knowledge of witty inventions. Amen. (laughs) Wisdom is the secret to creativity. Seven ways to walk in creative wisdom. Number one, walk closer to God because God is the creator of all the things that we have. Amen. Number two, welcome new ideas. New ideas. Behold, I'll do a new thing. Number three, try new things and you become more creative. Number four, creative. Welcome new people. Number five, go out into a new world and you become more creative. When you go on a new mission, you you are forced to be creative. Number five, go out into a new world. Number six, give new names to people. Anytime you give a new name to somebody, you are creating a new thing. And number seven, start new churches, new choirs, new groups, new ministries, and you'll be operating in creativity and wisdom. Amen. Amen. So number one, let me take it again. Walk closer to God. God is a creator. There are some people that are closer to God because they are closer to creative things. Number two, welcome new ideas. (laughs) There are so many people, when you suggest something, they just reject outright. Once you are not creative, you will not be like God. And you you will not be walking in the wisdom of God. If you are sent on a mission to Bunkurugu, you need creativity. You need creativity. Look. When the politicians are doing their campaign, do they stay here? No. They come, stand, hey, 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 to the next town. True or not true? Yes. So, don't expect help from there. Wow. When the earth was void, empty, and dark, then the creativity of God came and everything changed. So receive the creativity. Receive the ability to welcome new ideas. Oh, yes. One day, I was part of uh, a committee, and I printed documents and showed it to all of them. I said, this thing we are doing, this is a, a way to do it. Oh, they just threw my thing away. They just threw it away. They didn't even bother to respect it or to answer it. 
Oh, yes. So, creativity. All right. Welcome new people. A new person brings in new things. Some people, when there's a new person, they don't want the person. New people bring new things. Go out to a new world. Where there is darkness in your life and everything is void, nothing is working. Remember, when there was darkness and the earth was void, empty, nothing was working. eh? God's spirit moved and he started to create. And he created everything we see today. Yes. Through the power of creativity, of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Receive the grace to be creative. What we are doing in the ministry, even these books are creativity. It has not been seen before. I've never read a book called Wisdom is the Principal Thing for Your Ministry. I've never read such a book before. Have you read such a book before? Wisdom is the Principal Thing for You. The book is so long. I'm, I'm about to close, and I don't, I, I don't know how to continue. You are even tired of hearing how important wisdom is. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. A new world causes you. You know, as our church have gone to other nations, to Nigeria, to Senegal, to Cape Verde, to Mauritius, to Madagascar, it has forced us to learn new things and create a new things. Without creativity, you cannot be here. Are you going to sit here and expect them to send salary from Accra, big money to be coming here so that you be, you see, that's why there are no Americans here. They are not, because for an American to be here, he needs to have about $6,000 a month to stay here. Apart from a house and air conditioning with so many things. It will cost about $15,000 a month to keep one American missionary in Bumpurugu. With security and satellite and everything. <laughs> oh, yes. You, you need to be here with creativity. If you are here, think of something new. Think of something new that you can do for God. Think of something creative. Welcome new ideas and you'll be welcoming the Holy Spirit. I read in Rick Joyner's book, he said that inventors are closer to God than many Christians because of their creativity in that way because God is so creative so when people have new ideas in that sense they are close to God but they don't know God yes beautiful look at what God has done in Ghana he has made church of Pentecost but he has also made lighthouse chapel and other churches he, he never just makes one thing. Different new thing. He's always creating a new. Look at me. A half caste man in Ghana doing a church. I mean, God is wild. He can do anything. Okay, let me try a half caste. He decided to use a half caste in Ghana. Who doesn't speak Chi or Ga or Ewe? Wow. 
Just like he used James McKeon, who doesn't speak to you or whatever, to do the church. He tried it. Let me try that and see. God is always doing new things with new people on new missions with new ideas and he always welcoming a new way of doing something that's the wisdom of God he said listen to the wisdom of God he said the Lord by wisdom has founded the earth in other words the Lord by wisdom made or created the earth it was wisdom that God used to create the earth beautiful Start new churches, new groups. As for me, I'm always starting churches. Even since I came to whatever, I've started a new church. Number chapter 16. Wisdom turns you to a practical person. You know, practical things are done by wise people. In Matthew 25, it says there were ten virgins. Five were wise, five were foolish. Amen. The wise men, according to the Bible, is the word phronimus, which means practical. Practical. Amen. Practical. So you have to be a practical person. You see that the white men who came to Ghana to start the churches, they are practical people. Isn't it true? Is it not true? They are practical people. They were builders, farmers, mechanics, everything. Reinhard Bonke's crusade the crusade trucks are driven by white men. The equipment is handled by white men. They don't have laborers. The white man himself is doing it. But in Ghana, none of us will be sending our children to be fittest. We are not into practical things. We are into executive. Exec what? Executive. <laughs> Executive roles. Executive what? Roles. That's the wisdom that we have in our world. To be great is to be an executive and to have an executive role, but not to do something practically. Actually, just do it yourself. That is why it cannot be done. Rarely will you see someone who is appointed to come and look at the real. I don't know if the Minister of Health has been here to see the environment. Hmm? Or the Minister of Roads has been to see your road before. Or the Minister of Transport has been to see your buses. The tracks that you are using to travel around. Yes. I don't know. Oh, yes. When the white man came, 
they made Gambaga their northern seat. Yes, that's where they were based. And in Nigeria, in Yola, in the north, by the river. Oh, yes. They came on the sea. They made ships. And they came here. And they said, they have discovered us. (laughs) And we were here, we received them. Discover us, we are here. It's amazing. So, practical, practically to make a boat, to make a car, to make a wheelbarrow, to make our own cutlasses. Cutlasses are imported. Cutlasses are what? Imported. When Rwanda was going to have the genocide, the cutlasses were imported. About 100,000 or 1 million of them, cutlasses that they used to kill, they imported it and then they used it. So pastors, be practical. You'll be rich if you are practical. Don't send anybody, do it yourself. Oh yes. It takes a very high level to need a secretary or an assistant. Thank you. Very few pastors ever get to the place where you need a secretary or an assistant. Very few ministers ever reach a place where you need a secretary or an assistant. Don't deceive yourself. Yes. Don't deceive yourself. You, very few pastors need a contractor. Contractor. Eh? Contractor. <laughs> or a foreman. You are the foreman. You are the foreman. Yes. You are the, you are the main man. Very few pastors need all these things. That's why we are poor. You have formed a council of advisors of your church. How come you need a council of, and you are paying all of them? Or you are buying cars for each of the members of your council of advisors? Wow. Huh? Some of you are so good at music. You don't need a choir director. You are the choir director. You are the choir director. That's why your choir is not working. Because you have appointed a choir director, a music director, a drama director, a director for so many things. And you are a big man at the back of the scene. Meanwhile, you are one of the best singers and best musicians and best of everything you know everything but you have appointed beautiful how come your church doesn't need probably an usher's director you are the main head usher how many are there in the church you should have been there greeting the people and organizing them we are not practical 
We believe in executive role. The woman, the, the five wise virgins, they were practical. They bought organized oil. They had bags. They had things they were keeping. The five foolish, they didn't have practical sense that even though you have been invited, just going with your nice dress and whatever, it's not enough. You need some practical thinking. We need, with our nice dress, we need a bag with some extra oil and some practical things. They were not like that. And that is why they were left out. The word is phronemos. That's why we are poor. I don't want to talk about the government. But in the government, you have a lot of things. But that is executive. Yes. Oh, yes. That's why most of the buses will not work after they have been bought. We are good at buying with invoices. But after, you know, you and I know, one year, some of the buses will be packed. Two years, more will be packed. Three years, almost all will not be working. Teaching. Oh, yes. So receive. Eh? I want to see you building. Carrying blocks. Amen. 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 Finding sand and stones. You know, one day I saw one of my pastors. He was either in Rara or Ketekrachi, and he was buying sand and stone from Tema. Assignment. So a truck was going from Assignment to Rara or Ketekrachi. One truck, tipper truck of sand or stones. I said, my friend, what is wrong with you? Do you know you know where it's rara? Do you know? You see, we are not practical. That's why we are poor. Yes. How can you buy stones from that place? You said there's no stone in the whole water region from out there from Tema to pass through everywhere. Do you think that is how we build? Huh? People are not practical. That is why nothing is built. Yes. Yeah. If you are practical, hands-on, you will do things practically. Yeah. That's why when you see a white man walking around here, you see he's doing so many things by himself. One day I met a white man in Dunkwa on Ophim. He told me, Dunkwa is my America. He stays in the forest. He's a missionary. He said, my house, there's green grass in the forest. When he comes to Dunkwa, that is when he comes to America. Oh, yes. A white man is a pastor. And he stays in the forest. He said, he goes village to village evangelizing. He has built a house inside the forest, far away. He said, outside my house, grass. I said, do you have snakes? Oh, we have snakes. He has chickens, everything. They come there, he killed them. And he's in the forest with them. Beautiful. Oh, yes. Practical ministries. Hmm? So the five wise virgins, they were left out, stay outside. 
Stay outside. So wisdom is the principal thing for your ministry. Most of the great churches in Ghana were formed by white men. Almost every great church in Ghana was formed by a white man. Methodist, Anglican, Catholic, Church of Pentecost, Presbyterian, white people came to start it for us. Practically to do the ministry for us. Yes. Yeah. Practical people. They came here. One of the pastors who came here, he had a nickname, Usiadan. Is it correct? Usiadan, yes. A builder. And equipping. Yes. 1823. 1847. Beautiful. Finally, wisdom is the secret to catching the anointing. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Now, when Jesus was born in Judea in the days of Herod, there came wise men from the east, saying, Where is he? Where is he that is born of the Jews? Their wisdom made them seek the Savior. The whole world remembers these wise men because they look for Jesus. Wisdom will make you find the anointed person and his anointing. It is a supreme act of wisdom to seek for the anointing. God recognizes the journey you make when you seek for the anointing. Hallelujah. And Jesus recommended the queen of the south for coming to hear the wisdom of Solomon. She said, the queen would condemn you because of your behavior. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear and to seek the anointing and the wisdom of Solomon. But a greater than Solomon is here. Wow. One day I was looking for some of my church members. I said, where are they? They are not in church today. I said, where are they? So they went to Germany. They will be back tomorrow. I said, why? They went to Germany. They said, business. They said, no. World Cup. They went to watch World Cup. They traveled to watch one match. World Cup in Germany. And they are back. Beautiful. Traveling for soccer but not traveling for the anointing. Oh, yes. So Jesus said, "Uh, the queen of the south, she will condemn you guys. It was greater than Solomon. You didn't travel to come and see him. You didn't travel. The wise men are always remembered for their wisdom seeking for this baby who was carrying the Lord's anointing, the Christ. Christ is born. Christ means anointed is born. The anointed man is there. But he will not make a move. So you see how people depart from the anointed. One, they stop seeking for the anointed. They will not travel anywhere to look for the anointed. Number two, they will not listen to the anointed. Number three, they don't even know what the anointed is doing. And these are all gradually departures. That's how people are not anointed. 
Sorry. Yes. Beautiful. As for me, I've always traveled for the anointing. Yes. I went to Korea many times to seek for anointing. Yes. I went to places where Benihin was just to know, to see. Yes. And I'm enjoying all those anointings today. Yes. I'm enjoying all those anointings today. Yes. So, I pray for you that you, you, you will be one of the wise men eh, who went to look for Christ, the anointed. One day I, I was in uh, Germany and I went to a church and I saw something wonderful. I've never seen that before. At the front of the church, there was a big glass in the air. It was suspended by some chains. And inside the glass were three golden coffins. And do you know who was inside the coffin? On top of the pulpit. Do you know who was in it? They said the three wise men who came to look for Jesus. That is their coffin. (laughs) In Germany. In Germany. Yes. You see, the three wise men who look for Jesus, they are seen as very wise people. Why, why were they wise? Why were they, what did they get? They, they went to look for the anointed. Oh, yes. That's why somebody will take his time to make three golden coffins. I don't think the three wise men are in it, but that's what they say. I can show you the address in Germany. You can look at it yourself. Yes. Yeah, you, you can't believe it. You can't believe it. That's how you'll be remembered for seeking for the anointing. Amen. Amen. So may you receive the wisdom of God. Wisdom is the principal thing for your ministry in the name of Jesus. Yes. Wisdom is the secret to mighty works. Amen. Wisdom will make you a great leader. Amen. Wisdom will guarantee you victory in every battle. Wisdom will give you a stable worldwide ministry. Wisdom will turn you into a builder and a minister. Wisdom is your secret to overcoming every crisis of wind, water, floods in your life, beatings in your life and your ministry. I see you surviving and prevailing in the name of Jesus. Wisdom guarantees victory in impossible situations. Wisdom is the secret to your promotion as a pastor and a bishop and a minister. Receive wisdom. Wisdom will make you ten times better than other colleagues, pastors and ministers. Receive it in the name of Jesus. 
Wisdom will make you catch up with those ahead of you in the ministry. You'll be more than the latest apostle Paul who is catching up in the name of Jesus. Wisdom will cause you to have financial sufficiency in your ministry. Wisdom is the secret to your creativity in the ministry. You shall be into new things, new people, new ideas because the anointing of the wisdom is upon you. Wisdom is the secret to making you a practical minister of the gospel. And wisdom, finally, is the secret to you catching the anointing on your life. Lift your hands and receive the wisdom of the Lord. Hallo robo to lo le lo lo sa salvadagashta masataka dendo lo mondari ne Wisdom, wisdom, the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. The principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. The principal thing. The principal thing. The principal thing. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes, Lord. Now listen. Daniel chapter nine and verse two. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books. I want to present to you, there are about 15 ways to increase your wisdom. It's all in the book. But I'm only giving you one. Books. There is a book, even amongst these books, that today will be helpful to you to know how to increase your wisdom today. Above all days, today. That's why you must have a library because there is another book that will be important next year or maybe by December. So, every point in time, there is a book. Daniel said, I, Daniel, I understood by the books. Which book? The book that Jeremiah wrote. Yes. Yesterday, the pastor, two days ago, the pastor of the largest church building in the whole world he wrote to me he he called me and he told me where is this book can't you do just a little bit more is it here no okay he wrote he called me and he told me he has built the hundred thousand members he told me i'm reading your book 
Can't you do just a little bit more? He said, I'm so blessed with this book. A fellow pastor who has 100,000 seats. Do you understand what is 100,000? I don't mean 1,000 or 2,000 or 4,000 or 10,000. I mean 100,000. He called me that and told me, I'm reading your book that you wrote. He said, can't you do just a little bit more? He said, I'm so blessed with this book. And here you are, 33 members, 16 members, this and that and that. And you can't see the source of wisdom that God gives to you. It's it's, it's serious. It's serious. I pray that you will realize today that wisdom is the principal thing for your ministry and your life. Lift your holy hands. Jesus, thanks for giving to everyone here greatest wisdom that here in Bunkurugu we can do great things for your name and for your kingdom. Blessed be your holiness, Lord, for this short session that we have had together in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. And everyone said, Amen. May the Lord anoint you with fresh grace, fresh oil, fresh wisdom. Fresh. Wisdom. From where you stand, you will shine. Shine. I declare you to be ten times better. Ten times. Ten times better. Ten times. Ten times better. Oh, Jesus. Ten times better. Oh, Jesus. And when you walk into this place, in Jesus' name. Ten times. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to make a very special announcement and invitation here in Bunkurugu for anyone who wants to be in the Bible school. Honestly, I want to invite you to take this opportunity to come to Bible school at Anakazo Bible School. It's a great opportunity and I believe that it will change your life forever. So when we close, if you are interested in going to the Bible school, Sarah is the coordinator. She will be available to help you. What a blessing. May you receive great wisdom. And then the books. If you are a pastor, make sure, not that you have the books. Even if you buy thousands of this, it has no effect on me financially. I don't get anything when you buy it. I'm saying it for you. Oh, yes. I'm saying it for you. And I pray to you that you read books. Why would somebody who has built the largest building in the world, eh? 100,000 members, bigger than Bishop Oedipo's church, it's full. Yes. Call me who has not even built such a church. And tell me that he's so blessed with my book, my little book. Can't you do just a little bit more? Wow. (laughs) Be blessed. May wisdom follow you and 
embrace you and may you embrace wisdom in your life. In Jesus' name, amen.